Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. But um, I just wanted to share just for a few moments uh, before the next guy comes up. Um, being a new year, um, I don't get hung up on New Year's. Um, to me, it's a starting, it's just a starting point or an ending point. Um, but I did want to, over the uh, holidays, I was praying about this and uh, I was asking the Lord about the new season that he has us in, all, all of us, um, personally, spiritually, Hot FM, the body, all of that. And, you know, and some people, um, most people don't like change. How many of you do not like change? Raise your hand. How many of you like change? Until it's uncomfortable. Or until it's too difficult. Um, I, let me ask you this. Um, why should it take a new year for you to change something in your life? I know the new year, it helps us and we're all, you know, on square one or whatever you want to call it. And that's fine. That's fine. Use whatever you need to, to get on the train of change. Change is, is okay. Now, talking about seasons, there are past seasons, and I'm not saying that the past season was bad. It may have been bad in some ways, um, but it's not just, quote, bad because it was in the past. It's just, it just was a past season, and I believe that the Lord is taking us as a body into a new season, and he's always changing, by the way, not that we have to tear down the building and build a different-looking building. Well, I'm not talking about that. But he's adding to, he's building, he's, he's opening up doors, he's moving us. I mean, I just was thinking, Chris, I mentioned um, the food outreach, just something new that's happening around here. And some of you may not know, and I would just encourage you to inquire about it and find out more about, <clears throat> about what that is and be involved with it. It's something that God is breathing on right now, and, um, and you need to participate and get involved with that. But in talking about change, and those of us that don't like change, or those of us that do like change, um, coming into the new year, I just want to bring out just a couple points to encourage you um, in this new season that God has. Number one is recognize that God is moving and he's building and embrace that. Don't be a dead fish floating downstream. 
Embrace it. Become a part of it. I was in Africa a few weeks ago, and um, they asked me to go and do a soil-breaking service. Yeah, I thought the same thing that you guys just thought. Soil-breaking. What it was is it was a groundbreaking service for a church. And so we met out in this field, and people gathered, and we sang, and I spoke, and then they handed me the shovel, and uh, I broke the soil. We call it groundbreaking. But from that time until now, they've been sending me pictures of the change. Can I tell you the field doesn't look like it did when I was there? When I was there, it was just, I mean, they whacked the grass down just to have somewhat of an open area. But then I have pictures of the loads of sand coming in and then the concrete and rebar coming in and then they dug the foundations and then they filled in the flooring and now they've put, they've covered the floor. So now they're ready to go up with the walls and things like that. It's change. It's change. And we need to embrace that change. In your marriage, you know I'm going to bring this up. In your marriage, there can be change. There needs to be change. And all the husbands said, all the ladies said, I'm not measuring enthusiasm on that response, but, uh, but so the last season was just the last season, Okay. Not, not bad. Well, Hot FM's not like it used to be. You're right. It's not. It's changed. The Lord is building something here. He's wanting to do something here. Say, well, um, what about the last season? Well, what about it? Well, I like it. Well, I did too, but I also like this. What God's doing is fresh and new. And um, so we need to recognize it and we need to embrace it. And then second thing is to remove all hindrances that hold you back. Let's just talk about spiritually. Every hindrance that holds you back from growing in God, you need to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Any hindrance that's holding your marriage back, get rid of it. So we remove all hindrances by asking the Holy Spirit to help us. That's His power comes in and helps us to remove the hindrances. You say, well, in the new year and New Year's resolution and all this stuff, I thought it's, you know, all me, me, me. No, no, please don't do that. You have a role to play, but please don't think that you're going to do all this stuff. You need to rely on the Holy Spirit. And you often hear me say this when I'm up here about yielding to the Holy Spirit. 
You may say, well, Dave, you always say that. Yeah, I do. It's because that's what I do. I need to do that. I need to allow the Holy Spirit and his power to come into my life and to direct me or to change me or to remove, help me remove hindrances that are blocking and holding me back. The next thing is it requires discipline on our part. So we are involved. Oh, well, I've done everything, you know, that I know to do. I'm just going to sit here on the couch and wait for God. No, don't do that. You need to be involved. You need to participate. We do everything within our power. Whether you think you've got a lot of power or you think you've got a little bit of power, whatever, do everything within your power. Don't just sit on your couch. Go get a job. Say, did you have to say that? Well, I'm encouraging you today. Go get a job. Go get a job. Do everything within your power. Actually open your Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you through his word and read it. Actually turn the TV off so you can pray. Oh, well, I don't know about that part. No, it's your part. You can take the TV, unplug it, and throw it down the stairs if you want. I'm not advising that, but Scripture does talk about plucking an eye out, but I'll leave that for him and you. Turn it off. You have a part. It's going to require discipline. Well, I just want to lay here. No, get up. Get up. It's not going to kill you. Get up. And then the last thing is this. Trust God and whatever he has planned for you. For Hot FM. Coming into the new year. I can tell you, I, I trust him. I know there's going to be some challenges along the way. I know. Going to be work. Going to be involved. Efforts going to need to be in place. Going to need that. But do you really trust God? Do you really trust Him that what He's got in store for Heart of the Father this year, you can, you can bank on it? Well, I don't like how certain things are going. Well, trust God. Trust God. And trust Him to lead you. This is why anxiety can disappear when you trust God. You say, well, it's more serious than that. I, I know. I know the seriousness and I know the medications and all of that. But I'm just telling you also, if you would trust God and believe Him with your life, with your life, ask for His peace to come on you. The calming, the presence and the peace of God that's available to each one of us when we trust him. When we trust him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Just have a couple translations here. Trust in the Lord 
with all your heart. There's your participation. Never rely completely on what you think you know. Now there's revelation right there. Never rely completely on what you think you know. This is why I always say there's more to the story than what I know. Oh, well, they said this. I know. They, there's more to the story. You'll find out in time. Let me keep going. Remember the Lord in everything that you do, D-O, do. So that gets you off the couch. And he will show you the right way or lead you in the right way. Never let yourself think that you are wiser than you are. Simply obey the Lord and refuse to do wrong. Let me give it to you in another version. If you want favor with both God and man, and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself in everything you do. Put God first, and he will direct you, and he will crown your efforts with success. With success. Barry, Brandon? Oh, let me have Chris Sean come up here. Sorry. Chris Sean is joining me. After Chris Sean, I'm going to pray. How y'all doing? So this morning I woke up around 5.30, and uh, I didn't want to wake up at 5.30. I was really tired. And, uh, but God's been showing me something lately about the new year because a lot of times we get in the flow of, oh, it's a new year, so I'm going to commit to this, I'm going to commit to this, and within, you know, two or three weeks, we just leave it alone and we don't do it anymore. But God started showing me that it's about consistency. Even this morning, he was showing me about consistency, about being in a secret place, and instead of us coming to church to be set on fire, what, what would it look like if we got in the secret place the other six days of the week and got set on fire and we came and set other people on fire here. So while I'm at home and I'm worshiping this morning, early in the morning before the chickens wake up, and, uh, and then I get here, I'm walking around, and I, I keep seeing the Lord, like I see this bucket and he's pouring out this new wine. And he's saying that I want to pour out new wine, but the old wine skin can't contain it. And then... I started seeing like the feet of a, a feet like walking through a garden. It's a gardener. And I seen this tool in his hand. And it was like the light flickering on this tool. And he just started walking around and he was pruning things. He was cutting off things that didn't matter anymore. And I know I'm and this what I'm saying, this isn't like I'm not a person that's gonna be like, oh, this is the word for 2023. I believe this is the word for every single day, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 that we need to persistently and constantly be pressing into him. And he wants to cut away things that don't matter. And uh, right before I came up here, the Lord, he gave me this uh, verse, because you know, you have to make it legal when I'm up here saying all this stuff. <laughs> so John 15 says, I am the true grapevine, 
and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they can produce more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot uh, be fruitful unless you remain in me. The last thing I want to leave everyone with, because I know this is probably a difficult season, just like with me, my mom was on life support twice this year. She's still in the hospital. When God gives us a prophetic word, when we receive a word from the Lord, before that promise comes into fruition, in between there, there's a process. And many times that process it includes pruning. It doesn't always feel good, but if you look at every great man or woman that's been used in Scripture, no matter if they were sold into slavery, no matter if they was getting uh, tracked down, about, about to lose their life or whatever it was, between the word they got from the Lord and it coming into fruition, they had to walk through a process and it included pruning. And so I just feel like everyone, like I even seen people in the crowd today while we were worshiping and praying, and I even seen a woman, I won't call you out, but I feel like I seen like some people, like you're like a rose, you're like a flower to the Lord, and he wants you to begin to focus on your beauty and to focus on your rose petals and stop focusing on the thorns because this year he wants to cut those off. He wants to prune them. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you're doing something here at Heart of the Father, that you have a plan and you want it fulfilled. You want it fulfilled. It's not like any other place. It's unique. And God, we realize that we're the only ones that can participate with you in this plan to make it come to pass. And so today, we yield ourselves to you. We embrace any changes that need to take place. We get rid of hindrances, things that are blocking us, holding us back. God, we want to be free. We thank you that everything about you is freeing. Everything about the devil is binding. And we choose today to walk in freedom and embrace everything that you have for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. John 1.16 has been a verse that has marked my life for a while. And I felt like the Lord reminded me of it just when I was praying into this new year and to this time together. It says this, from his fullness, Jesus, we have all received and grace upon grace. And the idea of that phrase, grace upon grace, and why it's marked me is Literally, it would translate grace instead of grace. And you go, what would that mean? It's like waves. There comes a wave, and then there comes another one on top of that. And then there comes another one on top of that. And God's grace in our lives is like waves. They just keep coming. Go ahead and tell the waves to stop. Go down to the ocean if you really have faith and say, no more waves. It's not going to happen because the waves are being pulled by forces that are way bigger than you or your faith. It's set into motion by God himself through gravity and the pull of the moon and all of those things. 
But there's grace upon grace and there's a flow of grace. And the sense that I get, and you know, it's easy to say the word of the Lord when you're reading the Bible because you know you're safe. This is a representation of God's will and of his desire and of what he is inviting us into. So you, already, you don't have to convince God to do what he already said in his word. He, he's, he's already wanting to work in that way. All we have to do is hook up with him. We don't have to say, God, I've got this plan. Would you bless it? No, no. I want to take your plan because you're already blessing it. This is where you're already working. And so I want to read just, there's God's heart for his people is for greater fullness in all kinds of ways. And I want to read just some of the verses that talk about his will for our lives with fullness because that is his will and his desire for us and we partner with him. He wants greater fullness in our lives in all kinds of ways. So Ephesians, there's at least four or five verses in Ephesians that talk about fullness. I'm gonna just read through some of them really quickly and then we're gonna pray for each other briefly. He put all things in subjection under his feet, talking about Jesus and his resurrection. He was raised high above all principality and power and every name that's named. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. So powerful. The Lord who has authority over everything in his resurrection, God the Father has given him to the church. What can that possibly mean? The authority that Jesus has, he wants it to flow through his people, which is his body, which is the fullness of him who fills all in all. So I think I can confidently say that we probably don't express the fullness of all that Jesus is yet, but we're moving in that direction. Then 319 of Ephesians says this. I want you to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge in order that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. Raise your hand if you're filled with all the fullness of God right now and you are walking in that and that expression of the fullness of God is coming through your life. Okay, that's none of us. So there's room to grow, but we know that this is the Father's heart for us. He wants greater fullness. Ephesians 4, 13 says this, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Here's fullness. God's heart for us is that the fullness that is in Jesus, the perfection, the full expression of the Father that's in Jesus actually flow through us, into us and through us as his people. Like there. There is more, right? That's our slogan, the heart of the Father. There's more. And so in this year, the Lord wants us to reach with our heart, I believe, and to take away the fullness that's already in us that's blocking his fullness from coming into our lives. And that would be um, the next verse, which is Ephesians 5, 18. It says this, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. That means it's corruption. It's a wasting of your life. To fill your life with fleshly things and things that just stimulate the flesh and make you feel good is a waste of your life. That's what that says. How many like that so far? If that's our pursuit, to fill our lives with things 
that are gonna feed our flesh, fleshly stimulations, that's a waste of our life. But here's, here's the next part. Don't be drunk with wine, that's dissipation, that's a waste, but be filled continuously with the Holy Spirit. So the Father's plan is, hey, all of that stuff that you've been just filling up your life with more and more fleshly stuff, and there, there's so much stuff out there. Look, our culture fills us. It's like sitting in a room and you're just piled on top with entertainment and all kinds of fleshly stimulations. I get it. I live in America, too. I have a TV, too. I have all of those things. We all deal with this. But look, the question is, what are we going to open up to? We have only so much capacity in our lives. And so we have to decide what the level of the fleshly is going to be versus what the level of the Holy Spirit's going to be. And you can say, oh, God, fill me with your spirit. But if you're 98.5% filled with all kinds of other things that we fill ourselves with, then there's no room. He goes, get rid of some of the stuff because I want to. This is your inheritance. This is my purpose for you. I want you to be filled in all these ways. But you have to drain out some of the stuff that is fullness that doesn't amount to anything. There's no eternity in it. And the Lord is calling us to greater fullness because he wants that for us. The Father wants the fullness of the expression of Jesus and the fullness of His Spirit in our lives. But we have to make room by choosing what's going to fill us. So I want us to pray into that. I believe fullness is our inheritance as people. There's greater measures. There's greater expressions of the Holy Spirit in our life. In His fruit, in the character that He produces in us, in His gifts, in the power that He releases through us, in the words, in the wisdom that He releases through us. There is greater. There's so much greater fullness. Like, think about the ocean. It just keeps coming and it keeps coming and it keeps coming. But if you take down there a full bucket, it's not going in because it's already full. And so we have to make choices. We really do have to make choices of what we are going to be filled with. We can't be full with all of the stuff of this world and of the flesh. I'm not saying all of that stuff is evil. You understand? I'm not saying that. Y'all, I live in this world. I raised seven kids. I get all of this stuff. I get the busyness of life. I ran a business for 34 years at the same time as raising kids and homeschooling seven. I get it. But here's, here's what the Father's calling us and drawing us to. There's more fullness for you. What is your container gonna look like? What level are you going to live at with the fullness that you already have with things that are not negotiable for you because that's, what I, that's my thing, that's my fullness. Are you willing to drain down the level from 85% to 45 or 35 or 25 so that he can pour his greater fullness into us? So I want us to pray. Jaden's going to play on the keys real quickly. Let's pray together. I want you to pray for somebody next to you. Find somebody to pray for. Here's what we're praying for. For greater fullness in their lives of the Holy Spirit, 
of the fullness of Jesus, of the purposes of Jesus, of the wisdom of Jesus, that his fullness would be poured out into their lives in greater measure and that God would give conviction as far as how to make more room for that fullness that God wants to pour out. Are you with me? You say, this is not a good New Year's Day message. It's an awesome New Year's Day message because there's greater fullness that awaits us and the Lord is inviting us in. I feel the heart of the Father inviting us into greater fullness in this year. And you know what? He's not gonna do it through the elders. He, He wants to do it through every member of his body and to draw the small fish in. Everybody gets drawn in to his fullness so that they can be a greater expression. So let's pray for the person next to us. Pray for each other. Alternate. Pray for one for another. Father, we pray for greater fullness of your spirit, greater fullness of your presence, greater fullness of the fruit and the power of your working inside of us as your people. As we move forward, Lord, would you help us? Would you give us conviction and give us wisdom on how to make room for the grace upon grace that you are pouring out and moving towards us. Help us to be a people who know how to make room for you to fill our lives. Lord, we thank you that you're working. Thank you for your good grace that never stops coming. We're so grateful. We thank you for all that you have in Jesus' name. the last thing we're going to do here in a moment we're going to break up and get into prayer circles it's been a while since we've done that but if you haven't done that with us before we'll all stand up and we'll get in circles across the room we'll have our deacons and leaders lead each group and begin to pray and I'm about to tell you what we're going to pray into uh, specifically moving into this year didn't really have an agenda in my heart um, as far as us praying for something, but I I felt the Lord gave this to me, and so I'm going to be faithful just to to share what I feel like He said to me. What's interesting is that it it feels like there's a tension um, in my life, a good tension. We just had our third child, and um, I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about pacing myself. If I even got you who have raised kids, you, you know what I'm talking about. But I feel him just saying, Brandon, pace yourself. I even got a word from a brother uh, this past week. Um, it was a lengthy word, but in there he said, pace yourself. Um, but what we're going to pray for this morning is that we would be zealous for good works. That we would be fervent and eager and on fire for God to do good works and so for me I'm thinking oh God Lord what are you asking me to sign up for all these other things and he's like no but we should be zealous for good works whatever realm of influence you're in 
Think about your job. Think about the grocery store you go to. Think about your life and the things that you do on a regular basis. Maybe you're raising kids at home. Maybe you're working part-time, full-time. It's gonna look different for each person. But I wanna pray that our hearts would be, would be zealous, would be eager for good works. Revelation 22, Jesus says this. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life. This, this passage stood out to me, that last statement. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life. That sounds like a works-based entrance into his kingdom. That they may have the right to the tree of life, those who actually do his commandments, who do his works. It feels almost like workspace, but it's not. We know in scripture in Philippians, talks about how God works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So who's the one that's working in you? God. Who's the one doing the work through you? God. Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. And he prepared these beforehand that we should walk in them. So one of the reasons we should be zealous for good works is because God created us for them. And not only did he create us for good works, he actually prepared them for us, that we would walk in them. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, it's talking about the different gifts of, of the Holy Spirit, the different ministries of the Lord. And it says that there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. And so God is working. That word work is the word we get our word energy from. One translation says there are diversity of activities, but the same God who by his divine energy operates them all. So when we pray that God would stir our hearts for good works, we're actually praying that God would release divine energy into our spirits to do what he wants us to do. So he's prepared the good works for us to walk in. He's created us for these good works. And then he's the one that's doing the work in us and through us. So what do we do? There's really not much left. God's doing it all. We just simply yield to him. We just say, yes, Lord, you can use me. We're gonna be praying that the Father would stir our hearts for good works. In Titus chapter two, 
Here's what it says. It says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us, so teaching you and me, to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, and that we should live soberly and righteously and godly in the present age, and that we should look for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he's the one who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. God wants a people, his own people, who are zealous for good works, to do his will, to obey his commandments. So let's pray that God would come and stir and energize our hearts for his good works. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.